Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. The first book of Common Prayer was published in 1549 by the 60-year-old English reformer Thomas Cramner. The Act of Uniformity abolished the Latin Mass and began worship fully in the English language. Thomas Cramner was a man of his time, and as he translated, revised, and wrote the Book of Common Prayer from the Catholic tradition, he wrote from the Protestant Reformation lens. Lutheran, Reformed, Evangelical influences are certainly there. The 16th century was a time of upheaval in the Christian world, and as the The Reformation changed the Western world forever. And so the Church of England and eventually the Episcopal Church and the the greater Anglican communion was reformed by and through the 16th century movement. And in our present Book of Common Prayer of 1979, we have two principal liturgies for worship. Rite 1, which we do at 8 o'clock, and Rite 2, which we do at 10 o'clock. Rite 1 is a bit of a holdover to the Book of Common Prayer from 1928, and Rite 2 came about in 1979 with a more modern vernacular. Rite 1 holds many of the tensions and theology of the Protestant Reformation in the forefront. Rite 2 brought to the forefront more modern tensions and theology as it sought to, to reach back to the emphases of the early church fathers. Both are important. And of course, good. Now, one of the major differences of the right one and right two liturgies is the list of verses that follow the absolution in right one. It doesn't appear in our right two liturgy. They are known as Cranmer's Comfortable Words. They're found on page 332 in the Book of Common Prayer. And most of you are probably familiar with them. If you've been to 8 o'clock at all, you've you've heard them. But it goes like this. Hear the word of God to all who truly turn to him. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. That's from Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's John three sixteen. Of course, that was in our gospel reading today. This is a true saying and worthy of all men to be received that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's from 1 Timothy 1.15. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the perfect offering for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. And that's from 1 John chapter 2. Four separate texts. Two from the Gospels of Jesus, one from the letter of St. Paul, and one from a letter of St. John. Now, over the next four weeks as we march towards Holy Week, we're going to focus on these four verses, the comfortable words of Cranmer. But before we jump into the first of these verses today, we need a little more setup. You see, the introduction for these verses in our prayer book is this, hear the word of God to all who truly turn to him. In the original prayer book of 1549, it read this way, hear what comfortable words Our Savior Christ saith to all that truly turn to him. Cranmer chose, hear these comfortable words. Why? 
Thomas Cramer was a reformer, and he knew the Roman Catholic Church in the 16th century needed to change, to be reformed, that many delusions between church politics and the push for indulgences, those actions often involving money in order to limit punishment of sin, these areas were abused in the church along with limiting the scripture to ancient languages and not the common tongue. The church had power yet abused that power. And scholar Ashley Knoll writes this. He says, walk into any medieval parish church and above the chancel arch, now that, that would be this area right here. So envision this up here. Above the chancel arch was a painting of Jesus as judge. It dominated the whole interior of the nave. There on high before every parishioner's eyes, Christ sat in judgment at the general resurrection, sending some people to the devils in hell while sending others to be welcomed by angelic choirs into heaven. Imagine seeing that every time you come into church, that scene right there above the altar. The emphasis was on God's wrath, God's judgment. If you weren't full of piety, then how would you be shielded from, the, from Christ's doomsday anger? The reformers wanted change. They believed Christ was first and foremost the good shepherd who allured his lost sheep back by the power of his self-sacrificing love. The Spirit of God was moving them forward toward reform. And the emphasis on salvation for Protestant reformers became less on indulgences and works and more on the grace of God. And that is the grace of God alone. And so Cramer's comfortable words have become a glimpse of what Reformation Anglicanism was, a call to experience God's great grace. So these four verses do not start with God's wrath and judgment that come right after absolution. In fact, God is not even mentioned in the first verse. Rather, the first scripture verse focuses on a hurting humanity with its felt needs, its longing for wholeness, the comfortable words begin with this. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. It's Matthew eleven twenty eight. Now in that 11th chapter of Matthew, Jesus is rebuking the powers of the age, kings and governments, strong and arrogant cities, prideful rulers. But Jesus gives thanks to the Father who has revealed himself to little children, the outcast, the foolish. And Jesus says, come to me all, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just as Jesus came and preached good news to the poor and to the brokenhearted, to people broken by sin and the evil of the age, so too Thomas Cramner knew that the gospel begins with good news. The common medieval farmer or craftsman needed to hear the good news of the gospel, not the twisted cultural overemphasis of a vengeful God waiting to punish everyone, as though God sits up there in the clouds with a lightning bolt ready to zap anyone who messes up. The good news of, of God is that he's a God of love 
of mercy, of grace. A God who knows that the people who were distraught with the political religious world, who were coerced into indulgences out of fear, manipulated because of the lack of education, what they needed was good news. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. These words reach into us. They feed the longing of our souls for good news. Jesus bids us to come to him. Whether we are emotionally weary or physical weary or both, Jesus wants to refresh us, to give us rest. Jesus is the fulfillment of our first reading from Genesis where God said to Abram, I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Jesus, from the lineage of Abraham, became the ultimate blessing to all people. For it is in Jesus that we find rivers of living water. It is in Jesus that we find refreshing. It is in Jesus that we find rest. It is in him that we receive forgiveness of sins. It is in him that we have obtained peace. So here we are on this Sunday morning with our readings, with our prayer books, just trying to get through each week, each day. For some of us, it was probably a struggle to get here this morning. Cranmer's comfortable words are here for us today too. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden and I will refresh you. Whether we are weary from the political infighting of our nation, whether we are fear-stricken by the coronavirus that has reached fever pitch on our media outlets, whether we are just trying to survive the constant bombardment of depression or alcoholism, whether we face the constant struggle with society's pressures to fit in the pain of out-in-the-open racism, the pain of family dynamics, the burdens of health problems, whatever it is that wearies us, that exhausts us, that drains us, Jesus' words for you on this day are this. Come unto me, all ye that travail and are heavy laden and I will refresh you. Come to Jesus today. Put down the excuses that hold you back and come to Jesus. Receive his grace today. Rest in his unfailing love. Rest in his unchanging goodness when we are wearied by the changes and chances of this life, may we rest in his eternal changelessness through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That is the good news we need to hear. And that is the good news that all people need to hear. Come to Jesus and rest. Amen. 
Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.